The whole charity school just opposite would be in motion. All the new booths, with their not very courtier-like swarm of seamen, would join them out of curiosity, and would greet him with a wild hurrah while he was standing in his pillory. There would be a mob, a hissing and rejoicing and jeering ten times worse than in the rows about the Jews some years ago. Oh, my blood is mounting to my brain. Tis enough to drive one mad. I shall go wild. I know not what to do. Oh, were I but loose, my dizziness would then cease. Oh, were my head but loose. You see, he ought to have said that sooner, for the moment he expressed the wish his head was free and cured of all his paroxysms of love, he hastened off to his room, where the pains consequent on the fright of the shoes had prepared for him did not so soon take their leave. But you must not think that the affair is over now. It grows much worse. The night passed, the next day also, but nobody came to fetch the shoes. In the evening, dramatic readings were to be given at the little theatre in King Street. The house was filled to suffocation, and among other pieces to be recited was a new poem by H. C. Anderson called My Aunt's Spectacles, the contents of which were pretty nearly as follows. A certain person had an aunt who boasted of particular skill in fortune-telling with cards, and who was constantly being stormed by persons that wanted to have a peep into futurity. But she was full of mystery about her art, in which a certain pair of magic spectacles did her essential service. Her nephew, a merry boy, who was his aunt's darling, begged so long for these spectacles that, at last, she lent him the treasure, after having informed him, with many exhortations, that in order to execute the interesting trick, he need only repair to some place where a great many persons were assembled, and then, from a higher position, once he could overlook the crowd, pass the company in review before him through his spectacles. Immediately, the inner man of each individual would be displayed before him, like a game of cards, in which he unerringly might read what the future of every person presented was to be. Well pleased, the little magician hastened away to prove the powers of the spectacles in the theatre, no place seeming to him more fitted for such a trial. He begged permission of the worthy audience, and set his spectacles on his nose. A motley phantasmagoria presented itself before him, which he describes in a few satirical touches, Yet, without expressing his opinion openly, he tells the people enough to set them all thinking and guessing, but in order to hurt nobody, he wraps his witty oracular judgments in a transparent veil, or rather in a lurid thundercloud, shooting forth bright sparks of wit, that they may fall in the powder magazine of the expectant audience. <laughs>